Two down in the ninth. Bumgarner thrown. Robinson waits. Here comes the pitch. High drive. for Ken Griffey Jr. I don't believe what I just saw. Marion grabbed behind the back, flipped the second, on the first, a double play. Incredible. Swing and drive. Belton right. Welcome to the show. Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Hope you're doing well, staying safe, and being healthy out there. Now, if you can't tell by the tone in my voice, by the pep in my step, I am ready. We are in the week, opening week. Baseball is getting started here in a couple of days, July 23rd to be exact, with the Yankees and the Nationals. And actually, the Nationals, we find we found out where they're going to be playing. And then the later game, we have the Dodgers and the Giants. I'm not sure if it's been confirmed where they're playing it, but we'll, but we'll find out. We'll find out. But I'm excited, guys. I am excited for the season to finally be here. I mean, this was the last weekend of actual no baseball being played, right? I mean, there there was baseball being played, and best believe I was watching most of it on uh, on MLB.tv, on MLB Network. Uh, they even had it on, on ESPN. They had it everywhere. Intra-squad games. Exhibition games. I've never been so excited to watch an exhibition game of two teams in my life. I've never been so excited <laughs> prior to this weekend. Yeah, spring training, yeah, yeah, you get a little excited because you know the season's around the corner. But with everything going on with with uh, with COVID, you never really knew what was going to happen. But this weekend, this past weekend, was the last weekend without baseball. How does that feel? Can I say it again? This was the last weekend. This past weekend was the last weekend without baseball because we're going to have baseball in the near future starting on Thursday, going into Friday, then Saturday, Sunday, and then it just keeps going. I am so excited. I can't wait. I have been dying for this moment. I have been dying for this moment and it is finally here. I can't take the smile off my face. Hope you're smiling right now. Well, we got tons to talk about. Actually, uh, just to just to fact check a little bit, because if you listen to my last podcast, I told you about the Nationals, told you about the Blue Jays, told you about uh, about Yasiel Puig having a new home. Well, you know what? All that just throw that out the damn window. If you listen to that last podcast, I apologize <laughs> because. It just so happens that that's what happens in in sports media. It's what happens in in just media in general. It's it's fluid. It's always changing. Just so happened, right after I put that out, right after I, I had a whole podcast talking about that, everything would change, and it's just like, damn it! <laughs> I was sitting there. I was like, really? All this is happening in one day? 
podcast was out for like two minutes. <laughs> well, let's bring you up to speed, just in case you haven't uh, you haven't been following, and and I'm your news source. And if I am your news source, I'm flattered. But please read a book, read a new newspaper. I, I don't want to be your only information that you get, because then if if that's the case, I'm gonna just start throwing out random things that you can, that you can learn. <laughs> Oh, it's getting weird, guys. It's getting weird. You're uh, we in that stage that uh, that we're a little loopy now with uh, with COVID and everything. Just yeah, I don't know what's going on anymore. What what is what is life? I I don't know what's happening. But but let's go ahead and talk about baseball. That's what you're here for. Baseball. What has happened over the weekend? Well, the first thing was what I. Kind of talked about it at the beginning of this podcast was with the Washington Nationals. We find out where they're going to be playing, and it won't be any different. They will be playing in D.C. They got approved by the city, or I guess by the district, right? It's a district, District of Columbia. I, I don't know how it all works over there in D.C. They're all they're all weird anyway. Uh, D.C. They have approved the Washington Nationals for uh, for playing their home games during this shortened 60-game season, and that kicks off again on July 23rd, the day game, or the early game, I should say, on the West Coast. I guess it's normal time for you East Coast guys. Uh, at, at 7 Eastern, 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, Nationals take on the Yankees, and we're, we're going we're gonna to hope that the Scherzer that we saw over the weekend that got ripped by D.D. Gregorius and... Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper had an absolute bomb. That is how I know baseball is back. When Bryce Harper is hitting bombs to right center field. That that was it was just a moonshot. If you haven't seen that, go ahead and check that out. But uh Nationals, they will be playing in DC. So that has been confirmed. Another thing that has been confirmed, which is on the bummer side of things, I guess. I don't know how much of this really really plays into it. I mean, it's going to be interesting because, you know, uh, over the past couple of weeks, Kendrick Perkins and uh, Stephen A. Smith, all the, all the guys on ESPN, uh, they've been talking about, you know, this bubble format that's going on, not related to baseball, but it's it's the same concept in that, you know, these basketball teams, they've been playing this whole long season, which I believe is longer than it needs to be. I think they need to shorten that thing anyway. But that's another topic for not – I don't even have a basketball podcast, but I can talk about it whenever I want to talk about it. But, but anyways, going to the the points made by Kendrick Perkins and uh, Stephen A. when they were talking – it was a couple weeks ago when they were talking about the bubble starting up in Orlando. You're playing this long season to get the right to have home court. And I feel that home court, home field advantage is huge in any sporting arena. In in basketball, in hockey, in baseball, in anything. But does that really play a factor now? Because there's going to be no fans anywhere. So... It kind of like you're playing. I mean, obviously, it's the dimensions and, uh, you know, there's a routine that you get with your home ballpark. So I understand that part of it. 
But when it comes down to when you're battling out there and you're playing the actual game, I wonder how much it actually plays into the the game now. Like with no fans, with no fan involvement, with with no cheering. I mean, they're they they're gonna have the pumped in sound, which we'll talk about at the end of this podcast. But you know, with with no fans being in attendance, actual fans, hecklers, anything like that. I would assume that it would it wouldn't be as much of a of a problem. I mean, when it comes to basketball too, I mean, basketball is so high tempo, it might be harder for for those players to, you know, get pumped up cuz you feed off the crowd. I think basketball, if anything, is a bigger home field advantage than in any other sport. Because the fans are literally like on top of you. You don't really have that same feel in baseball. But it still does play a factor. But, you know, with with no fans being there, I wonder how much, you know, does it matter for the Yankees if they're starting off the season in Yankee Stadium or if they're starting on the road in Washington? Does Does it matter? Does it matter if the A's are in San Francisco or Seattle, does it matter where these teams are? Does does it matter as much with the Chicago White Sox going to Wrigley? Is it that you know, you know what I'm saying? Like does it matter when the fans aren't there? Because the fans are is what generates that you know, that that extra ump for for the for the home team. So it's going to be really interesting to see that. And I talk about that. Does it really matter? Because the Blue Jays, they will not be playing at the Rogers Center. They won't be playing in Toronto. They actually uh, got denied that opportunity by the Canadian government. So that kind of kind of tells you how things are going. Uh, you know, <laughs> Canada shuts it down. The U.S. allows it. But hey, that's another topic. But Blue Jays... They got denied by the Canadian government, so now they have to figure out where they're going to be playing. A lot of speculation is that, well, they might go to their uh, Florida facility, but I don't think that they would because when you think about the location, right, because th- this is why the the formats of the the divisions got restructured so that there's less travel time, less, tra- less travel uh, windows, right? Less travel in general from place to place. You, you know, all the East Coast teams are on the East Coast. Um, all the West Coast teams are on the West Coast. All the Central teams are in the Central. I think actually the West Coast bracket or the West Coast, um, you know, structured division is actually more, I think there's more travel within the West Coast teams than any other uh, division. I believe because you got all the you got the team in Arizona, you got Houston, you got uh, the Rangers, you got the Rockies. I mean, they they cover like damn near half the damn west side of the of the U.S. So that, that's a that's a long stretch. But then you look at you know the East. You got the Mets in New York. You got the Red Sox in Boston. You got Baltimore Orioles. You got the Yankees in New York. You got a big cluster of teams that are all right next to each other. 
So going down to Florida for the Blue Jays wouldn't necessarily make geographical, just made up a word, wouldn't make most sense geographically. That's the word. Geographically. So where are they going to go? That's the question. Because they can't play in Toronto. That's already been established. So where are they going to go? Well, there's been talk about their Buffalo facility, which I believe is their triple-A or their low-A, one of their minor league camps in Buffalo. But apparently the the Buffalo location is just completely crap. I mean, it, and by crap, I mean that it makes the Coliseum look good in Oakland. If you haven't been to the Coliseum in Oakland, it's trash. <laughs> I'm just going to say that. Matt Chapman wonders why the fans don't go. Well, it's because it's a ter- terrible stadium. I'm going to say that. So bad, so bad. But moving on from that, where do the Blue Jays go? Well, there was actually a, uh, a article that got put out that the Blue Jays are exploring at sharing a stadium and relocating to PNC Park, which is, if you know, the home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Now, that would be interesting if it could work out. I don't even know if it would be allowed because, I mean, I guess it would because you're still having two teams in a same location when they're playing games anyway. But for it to be a home ballpark... Then you gotta you gotta probably restructure the schedule because I don't know how all that works out with with Pittsburgh. They're obviously not in the same division, and I don't know how difficult that would be to look at, you know, changing up the schedule a little bit. So that's that's gonna be interesting. I mean, that that would be actually pretty cool. I mean, I would love to see that. I mean, just imagine just seeing. Vlad Jr. just raking home runs where, uh, you know, Calente's statue is at. That'd be pretty cool. A lot of history there. Love that ballpark. So, I haven't been there. I want to go there. That's one of my bucket lists. That, Wrigley, and Fenway. Probably Yankee Stadium, too. I've been by Yankee Stadium. I haven't been in. But, so that's the whole situation with... With the Blue Jays. So that's another thing that has changed since we last spoke. Another is Yasiel Puig. And this is going into our uh, our COVID talk. Because Yasiel Puig has tested positive for COVID. Now, the last podcast, we talked about Yasiel Puig finding a new home. Going to the Atlanta Braves. Well, that is no longer a thing. Yasiel Puig is staying put wherever he is. I don't know. He might be in Atlanta, actually, because he got tested and, and he doesn't have it. Or he, yeah, he has it. He has COVID. But he's asymptomatic. So that's, so that's a good thing. He's not, he's not showing symptoms. Yasiel Puig is no longer on the Braves because he had the pass... That physical, which contracting COVID is not passing the physical. So Yasiel Puig is still out there, which means hopefully he gets a 
fully full recovery and he is healthy and safe. That's priority number one. But after that, that means he's he's still eligible to come over to the Giants. <laughs> he's still eligible to sign. He's going to sign somewhere. You know, the fact that it took that long for a team to pick up Yasiel Puig was astonishing. I mean, hell, Melky Cabrera got signed before Yasiel Puig. I don't understand that. I really don't. He's with the Mets. I just found out he was on the Mets when I was watching that, uh, my exhibition baseball. I was like, yeah, uh, Melky Cabrera? He's on the Mets? Why? <laughs> but he's on the Mets. Whoopty freaking do. I can't, I can't hate, hate on Milky Cabrera. He, he brought us a, a world title. He won that, that All Star game when back then, back in those days when the All Star game determined the home field for the World Series, which was so stupid. Why would you have an exhibition game decide where the World Series home field would be? That made no sense. But. He did help us win the game, so thank you, Melky Cabrera. But so, with that being said, I mean, Yasiel Puig, you know, again, hopefully he has a full recovery, um, and we'll find out where he ends up after that. But like I said, the Giants, he could still possibly land there. He could. I think it's definitely going to be a National League team because of the DH. Maybe they'll throw in some guys and they'll just be like, ah, yeah, these guys aren't working. Let's bring in Yasiel Puig. And then we'll see where it goes from there. But as Yasiel Puig has contracted COVID, we have players that have returned to their respective teams, mainly Freddie Freeman, who we're going to talk about also with this COVID section of the podcast. And... You know, it it was actually very very powerful um, interview with Freddie Freeman because, as you know, he was one of the players that had contracted COVID ahead of summer camp, and he just recently joined the Atlanta Braves. So all is all is good, but you know, he he was interviewed and he was talking about uh, his experience with COVID and. You know, he just he just said that he went about his day. He was he was out there. He was working out. He was throwing. He was hitting, doing some doing some sprints and all that kind of stuff. Just the normal things. And then, all of a sudden, later that night, he got a fever. And you know, it, it went up to I believe it was one hundred four, one hundred four point five or something like that. It was it was high. When I heard the number, I was just like, what? I think it was, it was either 104.2 or 104.3, maybe 104.5. Uh, it, was, it was really high, though. I mean, just the fact, what the, the point percentage, like, why does that matter? Just the fact that it's 104 is crazy. And he was talking about that, that whole scenario, like what, what was happening, what was going through his mind. And he was actually, you know, when he was talking about it, he said that he prayed and he was just like saying like, no, like not right now, not like this. He was actually really scared. You could tell that he wasn't, he wasn't painting a picture just for the cameras. Like you can tell 
He was actually really bothered by talking about it. I thought that he was actually going to cry uh, while he was talking about it on the interview. You know, it looked like it actually shook him, which which was concerning. I mean, the way that he talked about it, it was it was uh it 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 made it made me a little nervous. I I was just like, wow, that that sounds that sounds terrible. So I'm just glad that Freddie Freeman, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that he he got through it. Um, because he did say that it, it went to 104 and that it, it continually dropped down from that moment on. But, like, he was scared to go to sleep because he didn't know if he would wake up. So it was just, it, it was a whole scenario. So, like, you hear these stories about people that go through uh, COVID-19 and everything like that. Um, but that one was by, by far the most the most powerful one that I that I watched. Um, but, yeah, Freeman, he's he's doing good now. He's on the field, so that's... So that's great. I mean, he was one of the the teams that you were able to watch over the weekend, having inter squad games, and um, I, I don't believe that the Braves had any exhibition games, but I believe that everyone is going into exhibition games this week. Giants are actually taking on the A's um, to start the week on Monday, and also on Tuesday. Then they have their travel day, and I believe that they'll be heading down to LA because I don't know if we've had any confirmation. That baseball will be played at uh, at Dodger Stadium. I mean, they were just playing against the Diamondbacks over the weekend. Had that exhibition game. I was watching some of that. Wasn't able to see Bumgarner in a Diamondbacks jersey yet. But that time is coming, folks. That time is coming. It's going to be weird. It's going to make me throw up. Uh, but, but, yeah, just watching a whole bunch of baseball over the weekend and you know what what i was able to see is you know i was able to see scherzer and i was able to see bellinger and let me tell you the reason i bring those guys up is that i've been i've been contemplating a trade because i do have a fantasy team that i that i am a part of we have finally started it up told you guys about that and uh, i'm super excited for it but i have cody bellinger and I was looking at making a trade for Max Scherzer. That would be what the deal would be. One for one, belly for Scherzer. And after this weekend, I'm probably just going to hold on to Bellinger. Because <laughs> I think Bellinger went like three for three in the exhibition game against the Diamondbacks. Meanwhile, Max Scherzer got lit up by the Phillies. <laughs> so I'm good. If he's getting lit up by the Phillies, opening day for uh, for the Yankees? Probably gonna have uh, quite a bit of home runs. They 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 slug over there. I mean that's Murderers Row 2.0, Bronx Bombers. I mean that that's th- yeah. I, I pray for Max Scherzer, but I'm not gonna have him anymore. I'm just gonna stick with Belly. I'm uh I'm gonna just stick with him. Just just stick with him there. But you know what was interesting is that I'm talking about all these games, these exhibition games. Because I'm, I'm, not, I'm not joking. I was listening to radio broadcasts of the games. I was watching them. Exhibition games, guys. And I couldn't have been happier. Like, I was watching it like it was the world, Game 7 of the World Series. But the thing that I noticed, just right when I turned on the TV, right when I turned on the app and I started watching, I noticed the no fans. And I never really, it never really bothered me before. Like, I, I wasn't watching the fans. I was watching the game. 
But with no fans being there, it just sticks out like a sore thumb. I was just like, ugh, that kind of sucks. But again, that's not going to make me stop watching baseball. Like, you know, it's, it's whatever. But the thing that they had was actually they have the, the cardboard cutouts. They actually put them in the stands already. Um, you know, with, Do- with Dodger Stadium, they started trickling them in in the third quarter or third, third quarter, third, third inning because <laughs> they're always late. Um, but the cardboard cutout thing is actually pretty cool. I actually saw someone that put in a, a picture of their dog as their cutout. That's pretty clever. That's, that's pretty, that's pretty smart. I'll, uh, I don't, I don't have a dog to put in there. I have my neighbor's dog that conveniently just continues to come over to my yard. So may, maybe I'll take a picture of him and send it. Send it to the Giants or something. But, you know, with that, the cutouts, okay, I'm fine with. But then you got the pumped-in sound, the pumped-in noise, right? The cr- the crowd noise. And what they're what they're pulling that from is actually from MLB the show. They're they're pulling in that sound. And I don't know who runs it. For the Dodgers, but they know what the hell they're doing because because there was there was a play down the line. It was the play um, uh, down the line, and it was hit by I think it was hit by Mookie Betts or something like that, or or might have been AJ Pollock actually. And it was hit down the left field line. Left fielder came in and he kicked it. But during this whole time, the crowd is kind of like a, a a a constant buzz, kind of what you hear like like a normal crowd, like. A, a little buzz to it, and then when the hit happened, they started cheering. And then when he kicked the the fielder, kicked the ball, the sound guy, whoever whoever or girl, whoever's doing it in Dodger Stadium, they put a oh like 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 you know what happens like when they kick it, like the crowd goes oh my god like you know what it, and they did they added that. I was like wow that that's impressive like that that's really you got to be really quick with it like. He just kicked it, and you hit that butt. Like, I want to see that soundboard because I have my soundboard here. I want to know if it's kind of similar to what I got going on, but I, I just want to see, like, do they have, like, crowd boo, crowd home run, crowd double play, or crowd cheer, or Dodgers suck, or, or you know what I mean? Like, what? Like, how do they have that all set up? I would love to see that if uh, if they would put out a picture of that. That would be great. But, uh, but yeah, so... I was actually, because I've always been skeptical. I've been skeptical of the sound noise. Me personally, I would be okay with just hitting or just hearing the, the ball hit the bat, ball smack the glove, ha- hear these players talk smack to each other. That That's fine with me. I, I would be fine with that. And, you know, hearing artificial sound, I mean, I know that the Diamondbacks have already played with that. Um, at Chase Field, so we've kind of already listened to Pumped In Sound before. We just never knew it because the fans were there. But there's no one at Diamondbacks games, and so then, so what? What the? What was actually? It, it was actually pretty interesting. I mean, it did add a different element to it. It wasn't as weird watching a baseball game with no fans there, but you still had the the sound there. So. 
I don't know. I, I think it's going to work. I, I think it's going to work. I think, uh, I don't know if it's going to be like a make or break for people to watch it on TV. I mean, if you're watching baseball on TV anyway, like you must be a fan. I don't think, you know, fans attendance would really play into it, but it was, it was actually pretty, pretty entertaining. And then what, what I got to listen to quite a bit was their walk-up songs. And that's what I'm going to end the podcast here with would be what would be my top, my top COVID, you know, baseball 60 game season walk-up songs. And I came up with a few. Uh, So these are the ones that I would, I, my, my personally, I would walk up to. So, uh, so here's, here's one here. Maybe we be my Corona line. And I will be your main squeeze. And if your brother don't like my style, we can take it to the street. We can take it to the street. I don't know if you guys got that. That was uh, Corona and Lime because it said Corona. So I would include that one. I, w- I would like that one uh, very much. And then my next one, this would be this would be one as well. Now this one does have a little bit of swear words, so if you want to put down uh, the the volume, if you're listening to it, I apologize. But this song is is too good to uh, to edit out. So this one might be one of my walk up songs as well. Move, bitch, you got coronavirus. Ooh, shit, you got coronavirus. We ain't finna do shit with this coronavirus. I ain't finna take a trip with this coronavirus. <laughs> I think I think that's just perfect. I, I listened to that song a couple of months ago, and I was just like, "Did this person really make a rap on on coronavirus?" Move, bitch! You got coronavirus. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start saying that to people when I when I walk out into the store. Just be like, "Move, bitch! You got coronavirus." <laughs> so that's one of them. That's one of them. And then this one. This is also. This is a classic song. I mean, so you can't go wrong. But obviously, when you're out there, uh, you know, at the stores or anything like that, you don't want you don't want to you don't want people to be touching you. So this is this is just perfect. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. You can't touch this. My 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 music hits me so hard, makes me say, "Oh my lord." Yeah, you got you gotta like that one. You gotta like like some MC Hammer, especially if you're from the Bay Area. You gotta you gotta like some MC Hammer with the with the parachute pants for sure. I gotta go get my get myself some uh, on Amazon. But those are just a few of the walk up songs that I would uh, I would personally pick if I was on a major league team. So maybe we'll see we'll see if any of those uh make the cut because they're definitely you're able to hear all of it now you're able to hear every single piece of the game uh from home so it's going to be awesome and i can't wait we got those first games on wednesday and then everybody else starts on tuesday on friday so i just can't wait and we're going to we're I'm going to talk to you guys sooner rather than later. So you guys have a good one. Be safe. Hope you enjoyed this podcast and happy opening day, guys. We're almost there. I'll be uh talking to you guys soon. Have a good one.